1: This talk program focuses on newsmakers, celebrities, and authors. And now, here's your host, Philadelphia radio veteran, Paul Perrello. I'd have to say it was a number of years ago, I had an actor here in the studio. The actor was Jack Black. He was in town promoting a movie known as The School of Rock. Not much was known about the School of Rock then. It was a great movie. Jack Black was great in the role as uh, the teacher in School of Rock. And lo and behold, we learn as a result of that movie that the concept, the idea, School of Rock actually was born here in Philadelphia with um, legendary Paul Green. Uh, The School of Rock now is in, I don't know dozens of cities across the country. 77 schools nationwide. Yeah, that would be dozens. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. So uh, we're talking with Mike Morpergo, who is the owner and creative director of School of Rock in Philadelphia. And Michael, I want to thank you for spending some time with us talking about the move of the School of Rock to its new location, as well as the program uh, in general. Thank you, Paul. The uh, I think it's safe to say that that movie did focus a lot of attention. You know, we Philadelphians tend to not know even like about the Liberty Bell and Independence Hall, you know, we just take it for granted. So here in our conversation and much of the work and even watching the movie that Jack Black starred in, I didn't realize that the whole concept and the idea of School of Rock was actually born here in Philadelphia by Paul Green. Yeah, this was uh, once again another
0: Philadelphia thing that was born here Um just like rock and roll uh, yeah. itself. And a lot of people don't know it. Uh, Paul started this program back in 1998, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a, a handful of students and built this program to what we know, um, which yeah. is now 77 schools nationwide. And we decided to, um, in uh, this year, we decided to bring the the school from, they were in the Brandywine uh, area, uh, we brought it down downtown to the Seventh uh, Street into the historic building of the Electric Factory. Yeah, and uh, now we have a, a great school, uh, wonderful facility,
1: uh, right here in in Center City. Yeah, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the School of Rock because I know uh, not only are you the owner, but also the creative director, and also a musician in in your own right, with with many um, uh, honors uh, and 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 credits uh, to your name. But give me an idea of I guess, the, the philosophy behind school of, school of Rock. School of Rock is a performance-based music
0: program. Uh, we take kids from the age of, of as young as six and seven years of age all the way through seven, 17, and uh, 18, which is about senior years in high school. Mm-hmm. We graduate them out after that. We use this classic rock. We use this amazing music, uh, a huge plef- plethora of uh Songs that are proven, uh, written by greats, uh, Stand the Test of Time, Pink Floyd, The Doors, The Who, The Kinks, Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin, the lists go on and on. We know what that is. And that's what we use as our curriculum. That's the backbone of the program. Being a performance program, there's culmination and there's an end to their lessons. Mm -hmm. So they go to these lessons, and they're not just learning uh, Zeppelin riffs, but they learn the theory behind it. But sometimes when you learn the song first, it's it's a lot cooler to understand uh, the theory when you can kind of play the riff. So mm-hmm. it, it has this um, effect on the students where they, they there is an end point. Um, the parents can see true movement and, and uh, goals being accomplished by their students, and they can see their money going somewhere. Um, but the program really, uh, the thing that I love about it and the thing that's kept me around, uh, I own four schools now and it's uh it's infectious in the way of how these kids really transform Mm -hmm. they really really uh the geeks and the freaks have a place to go right you know and everybody says it where was this when i was a kid what a simple concept why didn't i think of this and um and that's really what i i love about um the school is that even through all the years now um changing corporately uh all those things it still keeps the uh, the simple core of what we do, and we teach kids uh, classic rock, the greats. Um, we treat it like an art school. Mm-hmm. You know, if they went to a photography or a, or a painting, you know, um, sculpting, they would have to learn from the greats. Sure, nobody would care about their work until they've proven that that they have skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so we give them the skills, mm-hmm. uh, we give them the ability, and we put them on stages. That's the most important thing. Every quarter they're playing shows and that's what what i say and what i mean by culmination it, it ends somewhere yeah and the shows are uh they, they they truly uh they kick ass yeah they really are it's great to watch you know 10 12 13 14 year old uh kids playing zappa playing zeppelin um and doing it very very well it's uh it's, it's, it's a
1: win-win. And it's got to be gratifying for you, as I mentioned, you being a musician in your own right, uh, having toured with, with, with many artists, to see these kids of varying uh, ages get up on the stage and actually execute a song, uh, execute a performance, and, and, and nail it. Yeah, it it truly is.
0: As a musician, again, I got in as a teacher Mm -hmm. and then slowly became, you know, on the business side of it and and an owner and an operator of these schools. But I came in as a musician and as a teacher, and that's what brought me in. And and exactly, that was the first time I saw School of Rock. You know, Paul had invited me to see his kids play a Zappa show back Mm -hmm. in 2000. And my jaw dropped then, and I still, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of School of Rock shows and performances around the country, my own kids, uh, other people's, other branches. Uh, I'm always amazed, yeah. always, to see them do what they do um, and and the proficiency that they do it with. So,
1: and, and given this day and age and time that we're living in where many of the uh, arts programs in general, I mean, not just music arts, but most art programs are falling by the way of the budget acts, oftentimes parents would just say, well, uh, Johnny or Jane will get that in school. They'll get that music education or that music appreciation in school, or one can go and become a member of the orchestra or the marching band. But the reality of today is that a lot of those programs are being cut and so parents look for a place then where they can send their child to to learn many of the and probably getting more out of it than they would be getting in a typical scholastic setting I would guess absolutely we we provide that we I mean I hate to, to
0: think that they're cutting these programs it's terrible sure yeah we love to be able to fill that void um and it is way more intensive what we do than mm-hmm. what they get in. And you know, these kids spend a lot of time in our building, in the facility, um, and they spend a lot of time at home because the program is designed to. Uh, it really pits them against themselves in a great way. You know, mm-hmm. they challenge themselves, and we raise the bar really, really high, and they keep uh, climbing it. And it makes them practice, and it makes them really uh, get engrossed in what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, with all these programs being cut and and music going and arts kind of going by the wayside because of budgets, uh, yeah, we definitely have, have been able to kind of plug in and, and be the, the place that, that gives that music, that history, um, and, and the extensive and intensive lessons. Um, we have camps, we have summer camps that are very intensive, um, that we run all summer long. We have, uh, And I think 99% of the branches, if not all of them, participate um, some way, somehow. They all have summer camps. They all have uh, recording programs. We're all getting involved in, um, you know, uh, the schools. They all have their own little all-star groups, groups of kids that really work their way to the top. Um, We have a national all-star group Mm -hmm. that sits um, at the very top. It's kind of the carrot that we dangle in front of all the students. There's, I think, 125 students, part of that national all-star team. Mm -hmm. They tour the country. Uh, It's really, really great. They play with, uh, we have a lot of guest artists that get involved. Um, So, yeah, I I guess, you know, to shorten that up, yeah, we really do try to to, uh, answer the call of if somebody's cutting
1: something, we try to, you know, offer something new. Sure, Uh, We're talking uh, here about the School of Rock in Philadelphia, one of a few schools of rock in the Philadelphia area, one in Princeton, one up in Doylestown. Yep. Okay. Um, The new location is in the Electric Factory building in uh, downtown Philadelphia. Um, We want to mention the website because people could go and find more information, especially about those summer camps that you mentioned, as well as uh, looking at getting their child into uh, the School of Rock. And you could go to schoolofrock.com backslash Philadelphia. So if uh, again I know this is a general question but you know every parent thinks uh, and knows that their child is a musical genius because they tap away at the piano or they bang the drums uh, do they have to have any uh, musical ability before they come into the school of rock? I mean, I mean, uh, because if not, you could have hundreds of kids that come out and, you know, I don't know if you could take those hundreds of kids and nurture that talent. Or, I mean, so are they prerequisites that uh, that child must have before they come into the school? No, that's a great question because
0: I, I think sometimes uh, through marketing uh, there's a perception. Uh, someone might see our all-star group mm-hmm. uh, and it becomes intimidating. There's some kids that would see that and say, "I can't do that." Sure, they're so good. Um, so we like it to to be known that no, there is no prerequisite. Um, I personally, as a as a teacher and a musician, I think the cleaner the slate, the better. Um, you know, it's just an eagerness and a desire to want to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, our facilities, all of them, you know, and, and you mentioned, you know, the two schools uh, that I have, there's, you know, there's one in Cherry Hill, there's one in Fort Washington, there's one on the main line, there's, mm-hmm. you know, um, th- we have them, you know, they're, sure. they're available to, uh, to these people. And it's just for that, so that we can handle the masses, mm-hmm. we take them five, six, seven years old, completely have never even touched an instrument, all the way through, you know, the kids that our great jazz musicians uh, have left the you know the concert bands in school, um, and they want to go down that rock and roll road. You know they want to play Jimmy Page, they want to do the Inve Malmsteen thing. So they they come to us for that for that. But no, there's. Uh, just a, a desire and a, and, uh, and that willingness to learn. That's
1: what we want. The the great thing about the the, the program, and I, I was on, and there's some videos on there that you can actually see on the website, schoolofrock.com backslash uh, Philadelphia, is that all of these kids that are featured on the website look like they're having the time of their life. They are having a blast. Now, some might say, "Well, of course you're not going to put the kid on the video that's that's having a real hard time trying to figure out the chords on a guitar." You know, I understand that 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 whole the, the concept that you want to put your best face forward, but I get the impression that and even I think the movie uh, got into this too and of course some would argue well it's a movie of course they're going to uh, they're going to put the best face forward but uh, it's work but i guess they come away with a tremendous respect understanding whether they understand it or not going into it they i guess come away with a tremendous amount of uh, uh, self-respect for themselves they come away with a respect for the music industry uh, as well as for their talent they may not realize it right now but ultimately down the road i guess that's the payoff for them as well as the parents yeah it really is, you know. Uh, it's funny that you say that. Paul Green had a great quote
0: years ago um, when the movie came out, when School mm-hmm. of Rock came out, and he said, "Yeah, you know that movie showed the novelty of kids playing rock and roll, and what our program does is it shows the majesty of kids playing rock and roll and and doing um, uh, honor to this incredible music, you know. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's it's really our program puts these kids." Um, we, like I said, we put them on stages and we give them the ability. We're, we're kind of facilitators. Uh, yeah, the time of their life, they really are, you know, and it's funny cause the parents, um, the contractors, the adults, the people, the lawyers, everybody that's involved in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it takes to make a school open and happen and get running. And, um, everybody says, you know, wow, I wish I had this True. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, I would hang out here. This looks so much fun. And, and I think that's a lot of it, you know, that we ride on is that that momentum and the nostalgia for the parents because mm-hmm. everybody's got a rock star inside sure, of them. Yeah. Everybody does, and so for these parents to kind of, you know, maybe push them a little bit. There's mm-hmm. some of them, you know, there's some of them that have to be pushed. There's some of them, uh, but most of them they, they run there. We can't get them
1: out. You know, yeah. we're closing <laughs> closing time, guys. You got to go. So, um, and yet some of these kids, most of these kids, are probably playing music that they are totally unfamiliar with. I mean they're probably playing and learning music of the legendary rock and roll giants of the of the world and these kids Probably don't understand that going into this. They they know they're learning music. They're learning how to play music. They're enjoying it. They're coming away with respect, but they may not even heard some of the some yeah. of the artists. Oh, it's it's
0: definitely um, their parents and their grandparents' sure. music. Really, um, mm-hmm. is what we're dealing with. I mean, especially the when you get into last year. Mm-hmm. So we did Live Aid remade, and we sent our all stars uh, across the country um, and did sets of. Legendary Philadelphia, sure. you know JFK, and and it was awesome. It was really great. Um, so many of the kids, uh, you know, so many of our teachers weren't even born. <laughs> you know, it was funny. <laughs> A lot of our teachers that are in these schools were, you know, said, "Wow, my, my parents told me about Live Aid." So, um, yeah, it's definitely they're they're seeing, hearing, and and getting things that um, just you know uh, they probably never would if 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 not for this program. You mm-hmm. know. Um, a lot of them, you know, they know it. They're, oh yeah, I, I, I like Led Zeppelin or I've heard some songs, mm-hmm. but we really make them, you know, dig. They have to dig. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of deep cuts too. You know, they study a body of work, sure. so it's not just uh, all the, all the hits. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool for them to, uh, to, to see it that way. And, and a bonding point for a lot of these folks with their, with mm-hmm. their kids, you know, and the vinyl, the, the vinyl revolution, you know, it's, <laughs> it's neat because it, they're buying vinyl now. The kids right. are listening to it on vinyl, and they're understanding that there is a difference. Um, we had a great conversation the other day about listening to MP3s mm-hmm. and actually listening to vinyl, mm-hmm. and there is a difference. There is a drastic difference, especially if you have a, a, a good um, uh, equipment that sure. you're listening to it on. Yeah. You can hear it. There's something that vinyl has that – you know and it's neat when the kids – they hear it and and they point it out and they're like that sounds different you know we were listening to Sabbath Volume Mm 4 and one of the kids said this sounds different than the record that I have and he was he was convinced that it was a different recording, and hmm. it, and it wasn't. It was just he had MP3 compression, and this was cracks and pops and yeah. warmth and analog and you know.
1: That, that's encouraging because there's a generation of kids that are out there today that are well into their twenties now that don't even understand the concept of vinyl. You talk about records. And they're like, what the heck are you talking about? And, you know, they say everything old is new again. And so it's encouraging to know that uh, you could go into a Best Buy and buy a turntable, whereas, Ten years ago, twenty years ago, these things were pretty much like put in museums because they they weren't out there. But uh, we've seen this resurgence then of this type of music format, and there is definitely the difference between the MP3 version and the vinyl version of a record. There is, it truly is, and it's great that they're,
0: um, we're able to uh, through our program, being uh, you know having that that. Uh, on our shoulders to, to make sure we not only teach them the the correct chords and the scales and, and the music behind it, but um, the history behind it.
1: And, yeah. and, and, and that's the, the whole recording history behind it as well. How do you prepare them, though, for that experience? Because it's one thing when you're in a classroom environment and it may be one teacher for six, seven, eight, ten kids, if you will. And I'm not sure what the ratio of teacher to kid might be at the School of Rock. But that's one thing, you you know. But then all of a sudden you're putting them out there on the stage to perform for their parents, their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents. That's one thing. But then when you put them out there on this bigger stage, I mean, how do you prepare them for that? Or are they that young and that naive? And I'm not sure naive is the right word I'm looking for uh, right here. But they're not really aware of that experience because most adults say they get when they have to stand up and make a presentation in the office they're nervous wrecks because they can't do it but is there is there that element of childhood that plays into this that they don't get nervous because they don't know yeah the, what it the, is to be nervous
0: there's nothing to fear if right they, it, so yeah they, they get up there like you said at their branch shows and you know friends family and the local community um that in itself can be uh a huge step for sure. someone. But mm-hmm. um, as far as preparation, yeah, I think there's, um, it's not such a conscious thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much what you had said. They kind of work through it, you know, because they start at their branch levels. Mm-hmm. They, you know, their first show happens and then it becomes infectious. They get, right. <laughs> you know, addicted to it. And they're like, I just want to be on stage. Um, and I think that's what happens, you know, that, that applause thing. You hear people clapping and they just want it more. Yeah. So by the time they reach that level of of our all star caliber students, um, they're so hungry for the stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're 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 sometimes over prepared. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's and that's where the preparation of when we do send them on the road, it's more about teaching them how to pace themselves. Right. You know, you have to do this. You know, six nights in a row that you know for singers um, you know for drummers to to be able to have stamina and to be able to to do it night after night after night um, our programs designed that when we do our presentations at the end of the quarter um, we do our concerts in in pairs you know it'll be mm-hmm. Friday night and Saturday night or Friday night and Sunday night um, so that they get that um, that feeling of of doing it twice if they miss their solo if the monitors were bad they mm-hmm. couldn't hear themselves they had that you know oh no moment they they get they get a do-over sure they get redemption night so we do it in pairs like that so we yeah i guess we kind of prepare them through the program you know how to get ready for for that you Mm -hmm. know for playing and playing a lot and that's what i've always told them being a touring musician is just it's it's really about building up to it and 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 then you know go spend 10 years on the road in a van
1: are there level uh, levels of achievement that they have to uh, they have to meet because of you know we talked earlier about you know when you're in a classroom environment in a in a school you excel or succeed based on a grade if you will so I mean and, and again how does how do you gauge the success of a participant in the School of Rock based on their starting point and where they and and where they are at the end of a certain period of time? Now, that's a great question because I think. Um
0: as a as a company, we've had so many discussions about that, you know, uh, with other music directors, other owners. Uh, this is rock and roll. You can't give them a report card, right, and right? How lame would that be? But at the same time, you have a customer, which is the parent, and and they want to know how well their child's doing. You know, is right. is it working? Are they enjoying it? Um, are they progressing? More importantly, mm-hmm. um, I think the well-roundedness is what is really what I look for, mm-hmm. um, because the the curriculum is so broad. You know, the Grateful Dead, to Metallica, to um, you know, Beatles, Stones, Hendrix, mm-hmm. and you have all this stuff in between. So, I think if you have a drummer that's been there for three, four years, they've uh, hopefully they've shown you that. Um, they're not just one dimensional uh, mm-hmm. you know and, and and you see kids that come in early and they're like oh all i do is double bass stuff i just mm-hmm. play heavy music um, i only like ozzy you know and <laughs> and that's all they you know they think that's all they have it, i th- i believe that when you see them that same kid choosing to be in the Steely Dan show mm-hmm. because he wants to become a better musician and a, and a more well-rounded musician, that's when I think it's really working. And and that's, to me, is the
1: progress of the student, mm-hmm. you know, um, being more dimensional. We focused much uh, of our talk about uh, the instrument side of the business, whether it's the uh, drums, whether it's uh, the guitar, bass. But there's also the vocal aspect of this because any well-rounded musician, um, you know, that wants to Perform should have, you know, some pipes in order to get up on the stage, and you know, uh, people may just be content. You know, these kids may just be content with being in the band but not wanting to sing. So, I mean, do they? I mean, most people that are coming, are they coming for a well-rounded program in both instrument and voice, or can they just come and do one or the, or the other? They, they can. They can do one or the other.
0: Um, obviously, because of you know the success of Idol, mm-hmm. you have a lot of people that come in and. and if, like you said, they don't know the music at all, but they're like, "My daughter wants to sing. Yeah, um, can she sing?" And uh, we encourage everyone to sing. I ask the bass players, the drummers, the you know, if you want more songs, sing. Yeah. Um, we we find singers in School of Rock. We don't really make them. Um, they're kids. Um, their voices are changing, mm-hmm. um, but we do offer and we do build. And 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 don't take that the wrong way. We have a lot of amazing singers mm-hmm. in the school. Um, and we have a lot of amazing vocal teachers, so uh, I think it's it's a it's a beautiful double-edged sword. Like we we want them to be uh, singing and to become a well-rounded musician. Right. They don't necessarily have to be the front person or the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe to be a writer, you got to be able to at least sing your own stuff. Sure. So some abilities in that background vocals are you know the key to success. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, we push them in that direction. Uh, I find that a lot of the kids. Uh, Want to play the other instruments. It seems like everybody wants to play the drums (laughs) Mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. They're like, I really would like to do that and Mm -hmm. bang on the drums. Um, We have a lot of students nationwide that take two, three, and even in some scenarios, four instruments. Um, They're there all Mm -hmm. week long. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and they're really, really studying hard. So, Mm. Um, but vocally, again, um, trying to. do an ACDC show, right. um, you know, it, you don't necessarily have all the same kids that want to do the Queen show right, right. Um, in there. Uh, and some of that is teaching the kids how to not hurt themselves, True, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of those singers that, you know, it's an art and it's a craft, and mm-hmm. you know, Brian Johnson has been singing that way for 40 years. Right. Um, uh, so there is there is a, a bit of um, rock and roll uh, vocal coaching that mm-hmm. goes on. Um, even when you have a lot of the kids that, like I said, they're not necessarily taking vocal lessons with us, um, but they want to sing in the show. Mm-hmm.
1: So we we encourage everyone to sing. The, this this new location now, besides being um, closer to downtown Philadelphia, I mean, in the heart of downtown Philadelphia, being in the electric factory uh, electric factory building. Um, what does this um, location afford you that perhaps you didn't see at the Brandywine location, or perhaps in the other two schools? I mean, what does this space give you that you weren't getting in the other locations? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, there, there's the, the the synergy thing. You know, of course, um, it's it's a very musical building. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know over 200 shows a year go on in that in that Electric Factory, sure. um, and uh, and big shows too. Mm-hmm. So. From a marketing standpoint, it's great. Yeah, you know we're right there. We can just hang out and mm-hmm. hand out our flyers. Um, but beyond that, you know, being in that building and the facility itself, uh, it has. Uh, we put a venue in. We mm-hmm. put a small venue in there, so we have our own place to play our own shows. Right. Um, there's uh, next door is JD McGillicuddy's. Mm-hmm. Um, we do some of our shows there. Um, they do awesome food specials and drink specials for the parents. Um, inside the building as well is uh, the, f- the world famous uh, studio, Larry mm-hmm. Gold's studio is there um, uh, there's also the um, uh, the roots practice there mm-hmm. and the Lemon casting is there, and yeah, there's there's
1: a lot going on. There's, I believe, there's a a ballet school there as well. Wow, yeah, Yeah. so it's definitely the place to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right now, as we sit here and do this interview, where are we in the cycle, if you will? I mean, if there are parents that hear this interview now, and whether they want to come out and uh, take a tour of the school or they're interested in enrolling in some of the summer camps, there's probably time still to do that. But, I I mean, how do do you cycle through the semester or the program? How does that work? It's cool. It's open enrollment. You can join at any moment.
0: Um, we always have a program that, that they can link into regardless of their age or their ability. Mm-hmm. so it's completely open and, and Noel, Craig, anybody can sit down with any parent that wants to do it. One final
1: question before I let you go and you, you, you talked a little bit about you know American Idol and you know I, I guess shows like American Idol, shows like Glee, you know Battle of the Bands I mean all these types of shows that are out there, I guess make it, easier for the School of Rock to exist because it wets the appetite of kids, audiences, parents, grandparents that may otherwise not get exposed to this type of of art, if you will, Uh, although some people would argue that American Idol is not necessarily an art form. But I guess where I'm going with this is that, you know, when you have these shows that are on television and so many of them, The Singing Bee, and the list goes on and on and on, that has got to pique the interest absolutely when you have um, Stevie Wonder
0: and Steven Tyler mm-hmm. on national television right. together you know singing happy birthday um, yeah it opens <clears throat> it opens that door wide open um, yeah glee you know they they uh, I'm trying to think oh America's got talent you yeah. know they, they have mm-hmm. all these shows and, sure. and it does and it just brings that 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 uh, awareness there. Oh, it's great for us. I, I would, I, you know, the School of Rock movie, the, yeah. um, all those things that bring attention to us, you know, I say bring it on because we're able to, uh, the product that we have and what we produce and the kids that we put out is um, they they really, uh, they say it all, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's always what we say. It's just like, you know what, go watch our kids play. Mm-hmm. If anybody questions, like, what do you do or how do you do it or how does it, you know, go watch the kids play yeah. and and you'll see, you know, it's, it's, it's great. So, yeah, we're, we're there to answer whatever call, you know, if, if people make it aware, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll plug it in for them.
1: Well, Michael, I want to thank you for spending time uh, with us talking about this great uh, school, School of Rock. Thank you uh, so much for being with us. Thank you very much, Paul. You've been listening to Studio 89.7, a monthly program that focuses on newsmakers, celebrities, and authors. Please tune in on the second Saturday of every month at 9 a.m. for another edition of Studio 89.7, only on Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM.